0: His best friend is his mother. Janet! Scott, Janet! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! Twenty years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more
1: creative! They're all
0: gonna allow
2: you. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, snipping jock straps? You
1: better give me those shoes, that mine give them back to me!
0: How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals.
2: It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist.
1: They're coming, they're coming.
3: Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the queer eye view. My name is Jonathan Larkin. I'm Stephen Moore. I'm Jonathan Butler. And tonight we are not joined by Martin Fanity yet again because he's back in his crypt. <laughs> oh, gosh. I thought that thing was still being fumigators for, <laughs> for uh, pubic lice. Maybe it's a sarcophagus. <laughs> so maybe it's a sar- Ooh, nice Oh, nice segue. Nice uh, segue. So, so, yeah, sarcophagus. We're talking tonight about The Mummy. Um, the original. Brendan Fraser. Yes, the original <laughs> starring Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> oh,
2: it's just a really captivating film It's it really so enjoyable. Is.
3: yeah yeah I can't believe no one ever thought to write or make a film before no. the Brendan Fraser one no. about a mummy <coughs> called him hotel. yeah definitely not no nah we're only kidding we're actually talking about the original Hammer movie from the 50s 30s Hammer oh, oh, <laughs> you <laughs> spoiled the joke oh. <laughs> the Christopher <laughs> Lee one yeah
2: Let's shade him in for Martin. <laughs> well Let's shade him in for Martin. i am come back,
3: all this forgiven. It's been a long
2: day. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been a long day all around. Um
3: So, no, we're, we're actually talking about the original Mummy film from Universal from 1932. But, the re- I mean, the reason we're doing this is because there's been so much talk online about the new film with Tom Cruise, which is part of the... What is it dark, dark well
2: dark universe dark, dark universe Dark, dark universe, universe. um bullshit although
3: from the sounds
4: of it doing anything dark is going to be a um, fucking universal bottom line
3: <laughs> 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 oh, so yeah that's been sort of doing the rounds It got released a few weeks ago and because of that um we've seen a lot of tweets a lot of instagram a lot of facebook about the mummy and about the original star and brendan fraser <laughs>
2: Because ah, you ah, people
3: ah. are literally that stupid. So what we thought is we'd, we'd talk about the the actual original. I mean, there were actually Mummy films before the Boris Karloff one, which Jonathan Butler so smugly told us earlier tonight. No,
4: I was reading about it yesterday. Well, I read about it a few weeks ago when people were talking about the original Mummy, with Brendan Fraser, which made me laugh. And then people jumped and went, Oh, actually, no, there was one before, you know, um, the Karloff one, which we're going to talk about. But there was actually I think the earliest film with a the mummy theme was eighteen ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of the earlier ones are lost now. There was another one from what was it? Nineteen eleven. The earliest surviving one that I could find was one from nineteen eighteen. Done Emil Jennings.
3: And that's on, like, that's on That's on YouTube, yeah. Okay. on YouTube.
4: Because I think it'll be, be public domain by now, so... Yeah. If you want to look for that... There's actually quite a few similarities to the off version, so if you want to look for that, it's called Eyes of the Mummy. Eyes of the Mummy. And how long is that on for? It's only about an hour. okay. But yeah. that said, the, um, the off one's only about 70 minutes, isn't it? So I think yeah, films They're were, all around that Films time. were a bit short back then. Yeah, but it's worth watching. There's a few similarities. It's silent, yeah. so I know some people can't really, really get silent
3: films, do they? So... Yeah, maybe just get someone to sit and talk all the way through it. That <laughs> way, maybe, if that makes sense. Go to the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go watch it on the Arian, yeah.
4: Um. Go to pictures and watch it on your phone. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, so, before we talk about the car film, so one of us has actually seen this new Tom
2: Cruise version of The Mummy. Yeah. Stephen, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, I wasn't insane. I didn't pay. I've got a limitless card. It's fine. <laughs> oh, so you saw for free. Yeah, I did. well, I paid £3 to get the D-box seats, but it was literally because I thought I'm going to fall asleep, so it might shake me away. Right. I definitely needed the seat. It was a bit... Um... Does the
3: D-box mean that you get the D?
2: Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. You that get that the D all terrible. night long. Wow, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds uh,
3: cool. it,
2: Don't actually pay for it. Not to ruin Odeon's bottom line here but if you sit one seat in front of it you see vibrates that much anyway to be fair that you might as well be on it when
4: we went to see Wonder Woman we were in the same we were in the same screen that had the D-box at the back and the
3: floor was rumbling all through the film you can feel
2: it oh, okay it actually ruins it if you're not know. yeah. in the D-box it's weird
3: that's good to know I might try a D-box at some point at the, but the thing is I've never even been to the IMAX
4: and, and it's see. not a proper it's not, it's not even a proper IMAX then go to that
3: one right. go to Manchester
2: yeah, that's
3: uh, that's, great. that's, uh, that's uh, the, the print works is the only there's the closest proper IMAX screen. I think we might get
2: sued by the Odeon they Pill one after this. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I, I go to that um, IMAX all the time, and I'm in that with that place all the time. Mm. And it, it's alright; it's it does the job. Yeah, it's better.
4: yeah, they acknowledge that it's not a real IMAX; they so call it a digital IMAX ah. with, with air quotes, a digital
2: IMAX. Right. It's still great. It's still a better movie experience than any other screen. Is it? Like, I mean, oh yeah, the, it's the
4: biggest. It's the biggest screen in Liverpool.
2: What makes it so and so much better? Just because it's bigger, so bigger is better. And sound quality and everything. It's a lot more immersive. Oh okay. But don't um, get yeah, I hate people who go because I've done it once myself and I got um the gallery seats mm. at the back. But if you're sitting at the back of the theater and you're in IMAX, then yeah, the screen no, no. just looks like a normal size screen. Ah. So sit the first two yeah, three years... Not, like, on the floor. I don't want because to be too you'll close be, to because yeah, you're you know.
4: headache and stuff. The point of IMAX is to, like, recreate the old cinemascope, so it goes around, yeah, it's actually, like, a dish. You know, you get those curved tellies yeah. that's trying to recreate IMAX. Uh... So the screen is actually curved, so you sit in the middle and look around and you can see. Oh, I see. Uh, it's probably As you say, if you sit at the back, it just like an screen. Yeah.
2: The best thing about IMAX, anyway, is the introduction from the 18th. They have this really, like... They want themselves off for five minutes about their IMAX screens, but they go, I can take you from the, a pin drop to the funder of a jet engine. And I know word for word when it's on. Right. So I like to scream it out loud to embarrass Terry. Oh, that
3: sounds like you're a fun person to go to the
2: cinema with same <laughs> I like to embarrass people. Tell us about the movie, then. Yes, so actually, the film. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, they hit it straight off. They actually created the logo for this dark universe. That's Pushed out, <laughs>
4: pushed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like a <laughs> turd.
2: It literally is. It might as well be like someone at the Marvel Lurger at Universal Monsters and then just shit it out. Ah, right. And that's actually pretty much the entire film is like that. Okay. They've got it's basically the same story, but they go to um same as the Brandon Fraser or the same as the I can't even remember the Brendan Fraser because I was that young when I watched Brendan Fraser I haven't rewatched watched it.
4: You mean they haven't put ITV3 on any weekend <laughs> <laughs> in the past <laughs> 10 years. So from <laughs> what I can remember
2: I think it's the same shit all over again. But yeah. um, just it find the tomb it's very deep set it in the middle of a war with insurgents and stuff like that at the beginning so just some drama there. You have Tom Cruise which I forgot he was in this film. Before I went to see it, it was just a pastime, and I thought he was in it because if I did know he was in it, I wouldn't have got to see it because I hate him. Right. Okay. And he's just awful. Yeah. Patricious. Apparently, his fillers are quite bad as well. Every, <laughs> everything everything he does on the screen is just obnoxious. I don't know. You know. Then he has this sidekick friend who's meant to be like a bit of comedic relief, and it's in um, the guy from New Girl with Chevy Deshler. No idea. Yeah, I know. And I really fancied him in that, and he's quite funny kind of like man. I liked him, but he just doesn't fit in this film. Right. And spoiler alert: he he dies pretty soon in the film, but then is there as a ghost companion? Oh wow! Throughout the entire film. Oh my god! Like like
4: American Werewolf.
2: But it's. Is it (laughs) like (laughs) that when he
4: just does? does He like give him abuse like in American Werewolf, or is he like mutilates?
2: He's like. A little bit zombieish looking, but then he's a ghost. But then he like interacts with them and helps them. But then he always seems to be hindering them, and then he makes jokes. It's it's just really really bizarre. It doesn't fit in yeah. with the rest of the film. <sighs> okay. And yeah, it's just really bad. I feel like he just really liked that actor, yeah. so he didn't want to kill him. Yeah. And in fact, it goes to the M degree. Because actually, I'll get into that in a bit. Okay because we won't jump straight to the spoilers one <laughs> but yeah so it doesn't just hit this Bourne universe thing with the logo it actually straight off sets up all the characters that are going to be in it right and so we meet uh, Dr. Jackal do we
3: oh my god
2: and hmm. yeah I was like as soon as I heard Dr. Jackal as he introduced himself which he just kind of went Dr. Jackal and then after that, they flashed the name bad about five times and had him log into the computer and stuff. So it was just like there. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get what you're doing. And then we have a 10-minute showdown in the middle of the Mummy film where he fights Mr. Hyde. Right. For no reason. Yeah. Tom Cruise does. Tom Cruise does. And it's just... Oh, God. bizarre Weird. Why would you do that?
3: I don't know. I I'm mean, doesn't make sense. I'm beyond asking questions of this because my first question is, why would you remake... Mm-hmm the mummy again anyway why would you make most of the things that they were making so funny isn't
2: it yeah well yeah I mean the thing is there's parts of it that are really entertaining there's parts of it that are um, like one bit actually made me jump quite a bit and it was quite scary and there's some fun moments in it overall like it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life Mm. but it was a bad film is it long then yeah it it felt really I don't know how long it is but it felt like it was long
4: that's all That's bad When a film feels long When it's not yeah. bad,
2: actually I don't know It's probably not It's probably about 90 minutes It just felt like It just No nothing is 90 minutes These days Absolutely. Especially Since Something about this Everything's gotta be Like fucking Two and a half hours Or something I just remember thinking That the main girl two Was hours. really pretty hmm. Really really pretty And I was like Kind of into Imhotep I was like I'm feeling you girl Yeah But that was probably The most interesting bit She had really nice eye makeup. So the girl is Annabelle Wallace Is that right?
3: No, it's no, has Sophia Batella, I think it is. Sophia Batella, That's, she yeah. plays Arminette.
2: Yeah, she's great. Right. And she was actually a pretty cool character, and there's some cutscenes with yeah, her. Yeah, I think
3: most of the reviews I've seen have said she's,
2: like, the best thing in it. She is. She oh, and
3: g- Russell Crowe is Dr. Jekyll.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. You get
3: him um, Well, he's been known as a Jekyll and Hyde in real life. he? Yeah, give him a so. pint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just give him a pint. <laughs> Throw a phone at you. So, who plays the mummy?
2: That's, it's it's her yeah.
3: oh, So the movie's a, a, a woman in the, Yeah, in yeah. The remake?
2: She's really good She's really There's the um, Seema She's locked up in this Prison for all the monsters Really like experimenting The monsters Which is what Dr. Jekyll runs Obviously Right So this is how they're going to bring Everything else in Right um, And she's locked up And there's some dialogue exchange there When she's locked up Which is really kind of cool And she like speaks to him In ancient Egypt But makes him understand And stuff It's weird and then spoiler alert it goes down from there and you get to the point where he starts to become he takes on the mummy essence basically survives and saves the girl by sacrificing himself to the ritual that the mummy wants him to sacrifice into and taking on the mummy's power so at the end of the film Mm. tom tom cruise yeah is the mummy and the bad guy he's the one who's going to go on to the next Part uh, of the universe, right? When you do the if they did this dark world, he would be the main character, right? And you get spoken out by that, um, by Dr. Jekyll saying, Oh, he's our biggest problem, but then he could also be our biggest ally in these times to come, you know, like very oh, the Hulk. like a, Hulk. Like, like it's a superhero, it's, yeah. it's not a monster, it's a it's, superhero, it's complete. Avengers kind yeah. of rip off that whole way you
4: can't just take that business model of like the superhero universe and just slap anything on it yeah. apparently I remember reading years ago Sony was trying to do I think it was Sony wanted to do like a Robin Hood universe it was going to be like a Fryer Tuck film a Little John film and then it was all going to
2: cross over in like a, a is there any characters to actually really go with after that apartment
4: yeah it was all going to cross over in like a Robin Hood and his body. Many bands of men crossover. Have many men. <laughs> since
3: they've started, since these bit the the studios have started using this term "universe" yeah. to basically say to people, we're just going to keep ripping you off yeah. every yeah. year with another rehash of the same fucking thing, and people are just swallowing it. They're just doing. They're just like going it works
2: at it. some, but then I think we're, this is going to be a crash and burn. Yeah, it's got yeah. to be. I think the bubble has to burst soon. I think even the
4: superhero ones. I think
2: are starting to burst if they take a your- like especially with Marvel they take a past that finally fair Avengers film and they've just different yeah. have ruined
4: it it's I mean like, it's about 10 superhero films a you year now I mean are like comics but
2: yeah it's, it's too much it's, it's saturation too much. of a market but so with the annoying sidekick character that, yeah. they, that I felt like they just didn't want to get rid of him in the end he resurrects him from the dead because that's his power so Why he not? brings him back yes, to include him as a sidekick so he can continue on in the other films for no apparent reason yeah. because this character adds nothing yeah overall I'd say it's a really bad film right really really bad so you would say wait for it to be streaming somewhere for free before you watch it yeah and then maybe still not watch it. <laughs> 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 just have it on in the background at a party maybe
3: yeah it, and
4: I hate it so much I'm going to download it illegally and not watch it
2: yeah yeah exactly that's right. it deserves an empty audience it was oh. there's some good effects and creepy movements yeah some creeps across the floor really creepy which I like but no don't but if you
4: spend that much money on a film that's the least you could do I mean mm. I did read something interesting I think I was saying before apparently most of Tom Cruise's dialogue was like constructed so that it would uh, translate to Chinese easier (laughs) because now studios are now targeting China as the main market wow I think Transformers in the opening week did 60 million in America which is bad for a Transformers film but like 180 million in China in a week so I think a lot of Marvel films have specific scenes a lot of them have alternate versions with Chinese actors in that really get released just there so
3: I wonder how soon it'll be before they start just making like Tom Cruise and people take lessons in Mandarin. Mm-hmm. yeah nice as well. Yeah, so they
4: don't even they don't, they don't even care about the US market much. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they still do. I mean a that ba- a, a bad box office in America will still make them look, but if look at what's gone on, but if it makes enough money in China to get a sequel, then do you not care? yeah,
2: they'll just keep doing it. They just need to start releasing them just in China so we, didn't have to so we don't have to look at them, yeah. I don't want to know. I do not need to know that Michael Bay still got a career because I wish he didn't. Just by seeing the trailers, I get annoyed. Yeah.
4: Well, that's becoming its own universe now, isn't it? There's a Bumblebee spin-off. What's a Bumblebee spin-off? Bumblebee is... No, you know, Transformer. You know, the yellow Transformer.
2: No idea, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> one film, but I've gathered enough over the years that I can sort of understand the Yeah. Term. Like, I really thought... The last one looked really cool with um, the T Rex, but then the T Rex is a joke in the trailer of this one. So I'm just like, okay, no, no. it just looks off mm. Yeah, so don't go and see this. Okay. Yeah. I'm Yeah. You've totally convinced me to not go and see this. Yeah. I would like you to watch it just so I can hear your opinions. around what you use hate it. <laughs> I hate on it.
0: Hmm.
4: I feel like a cursed. Like, just
2: how bad it is. Maybe I we'll love it.
4: No. <laughs> it's not a bad. <laughs>
2: good. It's just a bad. Yeah. It's straight up bad. Right.
3: Hmm. Well, didn't see that come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well where are we then? So how long ago was the was the original mummy nineteen thirty two? Um so I saw this one when I was much, much younger. It was the first time i watched it properly today for like years and years and years. Yeah. Um it's another one of those films from Universal that have Swan Lake as the theme
4: yeah, yeah I, I, the I, I was I opening of team I was like a why is Swan there? Lake why doculus the same yeah. isn't
2: it yeah yeah they both do why Lake, but I don't know but I love that piece of music I love mm-hmm. it as well but so, I just wonder why did it but it is quite menacing maybe, maybe there's something it's a bit eerie about it definitely. part of
4: like the overture you used to have an overture before a film didn't you so maybe that was always just Universal's music of choice maybe
2: like, and it just ran into the film they probably just had a licence for it to yeah. use it so they just used it and used it and used it.
3: Yeah, and people who were going to see these films didn't know that it was piece of classical music. and just thought mm. it was creepy. creepy, creepy music, Same music. Yeah, it's quite ethereal, isn't it? Mm. So the mummy originally entitled Imhotep, yeah. apparently, and Imhotep I didn't realize was the name of one of the original people who built the pyramids. Apparently, one of the original architects. Mm. Apparently, yeah. this is what I've read today. Um, so that's where they got the name from. Um. so what, the, the great the Giza the three the great pyramids there Yeah. oh interesting the see, I've been there I didn't know that. have you been yeah. I've been to I went to Egypt but I went to Luxor so I never got to see any pyramids but it did go to the Valley of the Kings which is you see there's a footage of that
2: in this yeah we went to Cairo on Luxor oh uh, we did a we went Cairo and then we in Luxor I love Luxor I'd love to go yeah Luxor was good. when I went to them, the men oh <gasps> anyway when I went to Berlin I went to the news museum there and the um, their, like main like, start exhibit is the um, carving of, I can't remember her name. Is it Nefertiti kind of, or something? Nefertiti. Yeah. It is. And it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. It's stunning. You know, i love cameras or anything in the room when you have to walk house But, like, it's beautiful. And I just love Egyptian. Mm. Like, anything Egyptian, I'll go and see it. So, I would this is my kind of thing I yeah. like some of the lore that goes beyond mummy films it's but lovely, isn't it yeah it's really it's interesting scary stuff and romantic going. and yeah, yeah it's great there's it's just something about that setting and that idea that is really creepy and cool.
3: yeah so the set of, so the mummy from 1932 is one of the original universal monster movie classics what was it was Dracula, Dracula. 31 Dracula Frankenstein, Frankenstein the, mummy. the mummy and then Bride Frankenstein the wolfman well, the Invisible Man was somewhere in there as well. The Invisible Man, yeah. So you got Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, Brides of Frankenstein, and then The Wolfman. Yeah, because
4: I know Creature from the Box Boom was a lot later, wasn't it?
3: Creature's like nearly the 50s. Yeah, I, d- 50s. I never really count the Creature. It's not what? in that kind of... It hasn't got the same gothic feel no. to it. No, I like it, but it's a different time, isn't it? It's yeah. more of the 50s.
4: No, it's the... It's, it's in that it's, it's a different time of america really isn't it yeah. to, to tell a different story
0: death eternal punishment for anyone who opens this casket The Mummy. Is it dead or alive, human or inhuman? You'll know, you'll see, you'll feel the awful, creeping, crawling terror that stands your hair on end and brings a scream to your lips. Ah! There's nothing on Earth like The Mummy. You will not remember what I show you now, and yet I shall awaken memories Of love and crime and death. Now I know his horrible plan. He is going to kill her and make her a living mummy like himself.
3: so across most of these films was um, the wonderful Boris Karloff mm-hmm. who was Frankenstein's monster um, and we, we talked a lot about Boris Karloff in our Brides of Frankenstein podcast so go back and have a listen to that because uh, I'm a massive fan of Mr Karloff um, and just in this I mean in the first couple of minutes when he opens his eyes I'm just like oh my god you're amazing
1: because
3: so he's so, so creepy couldn't... but he's so, his eyes are so sad as well he's got yeah. such soulful look in his eyes He brings, like, a gravitas to something that's literally something stuffed in a corner with Mm -hmm. cuffed in bandages. He's he's just amazing. (laughs) Um, So it stars Boris Karloff, Zita Johan, amazing woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, she uh, she was some really good face acting. The eyes, the the faces she was pulling with. And she was nuts, apparently, as well. David Manners is in it, who is, like like, the... uh, he's in Dracula as well he's like a matinee idol really good looking and Edward Van Sloan pops up in this as well and he was Van Helsing yeah, in yeah, Dracula and he was in you know you know, uh, the original Frankensteins where um, there's like it, it opens with someone who's presenting the film mm. and he's saying this film will terrify you and maybe shock mm. you that's him as well oh so he sort of he was across these films as well and
4: yeah, that was back in the days when
3: like studios had pools of actors wasn't it mm. And you'd work for a studio yeah and so you'd always see familiar faces yeah. which are like. like John Carpenter films yeah yeah, <laughs> and Tarantino films I suppose Um, and it opens in Cairo in 1922 I think it is and
4: Twenty one. It is the is the same as the nineteen twenty one exposition?
3: That's it, uh, nineteen twenty one. And you've got a, like a exposition. You've got a group of um, archaeologists who dug up a mummy, and they've got like a uh, like a little casket, precious box thing, containing the scroll of Thoth, which I like that word Thoth. And um, it's, the, like it's an
4: Egyptian god, I think, isn't it? Not yeah,
3: Thoth. and the rumor is, if you read from this scroll, you can bring the dead back to life. So, they're like, so they say to like the young guy who's like who's left behind with the mummy and the scroll, don't read that scroll. Don't do that. <laughs> so obviously the minute they're at the door. When oh, no. he
2: does that great bit of um, acting like, ooh, shall I? Yeah. Shall I just twiddle yeah. away at this? Yeah. Shall I do this? Mm, yeah. Maybe should I? <laughs> yeah. Like a got five minutes. It's pretending like, to do somebody's look and the it. Yeah. Look, <laughs> out.
3: And then he, um, so he reads from it and the mummy in wakes up and comes crawling sort of staggering over towards him and takes the scroll for himself and buggers off. And the young man has then left a raven lunatic, um, because he can't believe what he's just seen. And that scene I think it's all about you too, but I thought that was really scary. Mm. yeah. Creepy like Yeah,
4: when when something so horrifying and all the you can't do anything but laugh at it, you know,
3: your brain's yeah. so just brain just really
4: although there's some nice camp dialogue in that first scene as well isn't there when you talk about um, Imhotep was cursed and he went
2: <laughs>
3: perhaps he's <laughs> <laughs> did, did, yes, kept kept kept, he got a bit too gay with the Vastal Virgins <laughs> yeah and, when he, all be in there.
4: <laughs> and then when he reads the scroll and his, his his response is good heavens what a terrible curse yeah <laughs> it was like
3: yes. oh dear um, um so for me that, st- that scene that opening scene is really really creepy and menacing um, and it but that, me he, can, he can give that just with his eyes can't he that, yeah. that was the, the strength of Carl. he was such a good actor yeah and then after that for me I don't know what you think but after that I think the film never quite gets there again in terms mm. of scariness I think you've got the first ten minutes five minutes of proper old school yeah. scary monster horror and then the rest of it's a bit different. It all feels a little bit more... Yeah. It feels a bit too. Yeah, Symbolic as well and a little bit less literally yeah. scary. Uh, you
2: know? it,
4: it, it, it's weird because the film's actually different from what people remember The Mummy. When people say The Mummy, people think of bandages, someone creeping around in bandages, but you don't really get that in this film, do you?
3: Well, a lot of the sequels that came after it, there were, there were, lo- there were quite a few. There were Lon Chaney yeah. and then there was the Abbott and Costello Meet The Mummy as yeah. well. And they're the they're actually the ones that are more famous. Yeah, that's that's what established what people think of as you yeah, know. It's like you know the guy running around in bands, just strangling mm. people and stuff. So you get that in those, but in this one, it's a much more it's actually a more subtle film, yeah. isn't
2: it? Yeah. It yeah, because it's not like the mummy isn't seen as a mummy for very long at all, no. well. and it's not that kind of vibe. It's like if you went into this and showed this to someone, I don't even think many people would recognize it as, as a, a mummy yeah, film. Yeah. Definitely yeah. The, do you, do you think it's a monster film Or a, a Haunted film You wouldn't say Oh yeah. this is mummy
4: Yeah You I, wouldn't
2: know It's a modern audience No It's not like Frankenstein Where Frankenstein invented That character's image And yeah. that is permeated Through culture Yeah Now and Dracula is That image of Dracula Is mm. what everyone else Bases theirs so off. This isn't what A mummy has now Does that mean Mr Markleby Maybe he didn't create An iconic enough version Well I don't
3: know Because sometimes When I think about the mummy I remember watching the Brendan Fraser original and uh mm. and being first of all disappointed because the mummy in that didn't have any bandages yeah. and was like a CGI thing with a hole on his mm. face. But then really delighted because the actor playing him was really fierce, so mm. then he ended up was, like was uh, not it? Yeah. yeah. Um But for me that never lived up to the image of the mummy with the bandages, whereas this one, even though He's only in it for five minutes. Yeah. He's he, at time. least he's there for, and, and that bit. You know what I mean. It is
4: weird that people have kind of made this image of the mummy in the head that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Outside of maybe one or two films. Yeah. There's
3: a bit. I mean, there's a bit. There's quite a bit more bandage action in uh, the Hammer one. Yeah. That's actually. Yeah, I'm forgetting the Hammer one. Aren't i sorry. Yeah, you keep forgetting the Hammer one, John. I'm sorry. We'll have to have a word with you. <laughs> 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 uh, but maybe that's it
4: then maybe that's why that's what we think of yeah we think
3: of the Hammer one well I I think of the Abbott and Costello and the Long Chaney sequels to this Um, and I I think of them more than more than this film and I I do really like this film this film's got like a really really sad
2: sort of romantic Mm.
3: angle to it hasn't it like the lost
2: love and all that sort of stuff as always with these Universal films they're always really I find them quite peaceful to watch I think like there's just something about them that's really quite engaging and there's something that's kind of lost and cinema now that you get there that feels quite real but at the same time they also make me feel a little bit tired yeah they make you want to go to sleep like and it's like an hour long yeah so he's dead short but he's still just make you want to feel like yeah. sleep but it feels like it's a comfortable like it's not you know, like i'm bored like oh this is really relaxing i think Good sometimes room, you get like, that watching a Jalo as well yeah. it's the pace
3: it's, a, it's quite a slow dreamy pace it's this it's it's the something to do with the sound quality as well because everything is like dubbed on um, and there's the, the crackle of the old film mm. isn't there and there's the, the score that's got like Swan Lake on it and all that um, yeah. and also everybody everybody talks really really well and mm. everybody's RP and it, it's all very still acting isn't it it's like stage acting so it's also I think it's, desi- it, it's design makes you want to go to sleep do yeah. I think mm. it makes it a bad film I think yeah, it just no. relaxes you yeah you? I
4: think you just need to the risk of sounding pretentious you need to like learn how to watch films like that yeah and, You have to kind of be a bit more, not forgiven, but you know, you have to. It was a different time, so films weren't made. Well, no, it's completely.
2: If you showed it to like millennials, unless they're preened to look at that kind of thing, they're not going to understand it. You're not going to understand it. The first time I watched it, it took a while to get used to.
3: Millennials will only watch this film if they can Instagram themselves watching it and say, Look at how cool I am watching a film from 1932, guys. Yeah. Mm.
4: Yeah, what that scene didn't have. 50 edits in it I'm not even watching it
3: yeah. <laughs> there was no explosions yeah. Yeah. why isn't she just texting someone for help
2: <laughs>
3: yeah um, so then the film after that jumps forward 10 years and we've got another um, expedition yeah. haven't we and have they dug up planets on the moon
4: uh, no no not no, yet yeah, because it's um, when uh, Karloff turns up as Ardette Bay Ardette and Bay he, and he points he points to he said because he finds, it's like, oh, look what, we've got like slim pickings, we've only found this this year. Yeah. And he, he turns up and goes, oh,
3: you might want to dig over there. That's right, yeah. So he, he sort of leads them to dig to up his, his last love, doesn't he? And it makes me laugh how death Bay slash Imhotep has got the m- most British accent in that I've heard, yeah. And he's meant to be this old Egyptian. And I like the way he says, Tutankhamen. <laughs> and thanks uh,
4: Newman as well, do you pronounce things about it? Yeah. pronounce things, yeah.
3: Weird. And the British lady says, I beg your pardon, I dislike to be touched. <laughs> An Eastern prejudice. So he comes along and um, gets them to take off his beard. And then um, once she's out of the ground, she's shut into the museum, isn't she? Yeah. The
2: Karen Museum. The Karen Museum. Which we'll you want to you go to. It looks amazing, yeah, it? Yeah, it is good. I've been
4: to it, yeah. yeah. Although I did a story recently that apparently one of the workers uh, broke Tutankhamen's mask because of the be poker Wow. <laughs> he, broke, he broke the beards off. And then tried That's to super glue it back on. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone came in one day and was like, That beard looks wrong. And it had been super glued back on by someone who broke it, a member of staff. So I don't, don't think he works there anymore. No. There's loads of You can probably get like a rest Yeah, there's loads Thanks. of little museums around there. Uh, uh, just out the way as well. We went to a little one in Luxord. It was like a mummification museum. I think I've been there. And it's like mummified fish and, yeah. and crocodiles and stuff. We had, had that in Liverpool not yeah. long
2: ago. Um, the pets mummify pets. Wow. If you just, I went to see that it was To Give you me know, some to, ideas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad kills enough pets as the years, so <laughs> might as well start mummifying them. Oh. Is, is it actually
4: filmed in Egypt? Just do, is it all is there any exterior shots? Oh it's all I, I thought it was all stock footage that they used. probably just a Because it, it looks like that is the front of the museum, but it's got the dome, it's like the half dome Yeah. the door.
3: But I thought that was all, yeah, as yeah. I say, stock footage. Comes in um, the Mojave, Red Rock Canyon, and Universal Studios. Yeah, so it was just stock footage. Yeah. But yeah, so it's the whole film is set in Cairo, isn't it? So then you've got his his old lover is in the museum, and he wants to bring her back to life. But then he meets Helen. Helen, yeah. Who is played by the fabulous Zita Johan, and she's the reincarnation of Alex and the Moon, isn't she? It's all, it's all quite similar to Dracula as well. Mm. Yeah. This film, I think some of the scenes were like almost way for
2: way copies from the universal Dracula. That is the same piece, isn't it? Because she's the reincarnation of Vessel.
3: Yeah so yeah Helen is meant to be like this sort of damsel in this film but I don't know what it is about about the actress but I don't know if it's her voice or the look in her eye or whatever but to me she's hard to buy as a damsel she looks like really like tough something very knowing and sort of streetwise about her which
2: skipping but she's not a damsel
3: in the end by the end she's not an now so no, I
2: have a lot of respect for her I think she's kind of cool yeah and she doesn't get distracted by the um, the British boys dancing and everything I want to go and dance with the British boys yeah I loved a bit where she <laughs> I loved a bit
3: where um, Frank who so he's like the hero isn't he who I think is gorgeous mm. and he's trying to chat it up by telling her she reminds him of a corpse because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the one who's dug up um, Alex yeah. Cinnamon so he's like saying oh, something about her head reminds me of <laughs>
2: It's I, her <laughs> I think it's, it's just a little bit rapey as well. Like not like well not rapey, like a little bit forward. Doesn't he say to like her just fainted. She barely woke up, and then like he's crouched over in yeah. her face, like talking about how he, he really loves her and everything. Yeah, I like, well,
4: I met you last night, and now I love you. it yeah. does.
2: Yeah,
3: it's it's, it's taking a bit faster. Yeah, I loved I loved the bit where Benny does uh, compare it to a mummy. And she says, Do you have to open graves to find girls? Well, mm,
4: yeah. <laughs> if, that was in a, if that was a line of t- dialogue in a film now, it probably means something else.
2: Yeah, um, well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he does, he goes on about how he fans are beautiful, the mummy, and it's just a bit like, This is definitely a bit necrophilia. It
3: is like, a bit weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, I feel like I know her, I love her, or
2: something like that. Yeah, it's it's a little bit much. Yeah. Conduct.
4: Yeah. Suppose that's probably trying to explain how we can feel that for Helen straight away when mm. it's 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 trying to explain there's maybe a supernatural thing that's making them feel like that. Supernatural
2: pull towards yeah. this woman. But then if they'd done that, uh, then there should have been when they did the backstory, there should have been a third character that was the opposing love interest that he could have been he a reincarnation played, of. Blacked up. And then like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. that would have made sense for that story Lana. if you were going to go for that then that would have made yeah definitely. sense of why right, they were just a whirlwind romance with no romance just kissing yeah just There on the couch and then kissing
3: I love the scenes in the in the museum at night mm. oh he's doing the ritual he's doing the rituals, the candles lit and stuff and just it just looks amazing mm. the, the set that they've used for the museum the shadows and the hieroglyphics and the yeah.
2: statues and stuff it's really atmospheric the, the the hieroglyphics and, this and everything around the ancient Egypt language kind of wound me up a little bit because like the way very convincing with them reading hieroglyphics it was like and he said <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like yeah you're not reading that and then he goes at one point that's, an, um, that's ancient Egypt, that's not been spoken for 2,000 years. And I'm like, yeah, but you just yeah, got yeah. it straight away. I yeah. know exactly what he said, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not been spoken. And you knew the name of the person who's been unnamed for 2,000 years as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe you. I love the same where,
3: so she could, when um, Helen goes around to see Emhotep and she's walking the dog through the streets of Cairo, and the, the dog's massive it's, yeah, yeah it's, she looks so fabulous don't walk on that doesn't, dog
4: doesn't someone just take the dog away oh it's okay leave the dog outside one of the manservants yeah. takes her is he
3: blacked up no um, no I think he is black is that, uh, he looks so he's with a, clearly put a ton of makeup on him then. Is, is that
4: Noble Johnson I think right yeah yeah it is yeah, I, know, I think he is. I think he is. They call him
3: as the Nubian man. Yeah, I think. I think he is actually black. Yeah, it's just made up. So made, his makeup makes him look like yeah. he's pretending. I think that uh, the eyes of the mummy did have someone in blackface in it. Right. I love that whenever, whenever um, Imhotep takes things, he leaves like a sandy handprint.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, after the, the first time you see him, I forgot when he's in the bandages, when he walks out of the room um, and you just see the trail of... Toilet paper just reminds me of girls coming out of bathrooms, <laughs> hanging <laughs> <laughs> up plates with a little roll of shitty toilet paper on the heel. Drunk
3: girls in town, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nick is still wearing ankles.
3: Good
4: uh, times. I do We've love that line of um, Helen's. Haven't I had enough excitement tonight without a strange man making love to me? The way yeah. she delivers as well is brilliant.
3: She is really good. That is the actress, um, so she was known as uh, Drama Incarnate because she was so. She was crazy. She was into. She really believed in reincarnation and the occult. Mm, okay. She studied like things like black magic and stuff like that. Apparently, um, and she um, really did not get on with very well with the director. Mm. They hated each other because she was sort of ballsy and he he wanted to sort of bow down and stuff. So the the had loads of power games. So there was one scene. There was one scene that she had to film where she couldn't get a crease in her dress, so he made her stand against the wall for two days. In this dress, stands up straight for two days. Oh wow! He didn't want to cast her. Apparently, he didn't want to cast her in the film, so he said to her, "There's going to be a scene where um, you'll be topless from the waist up." Thinking she'd say, "I'm not doing that," and she was like, "Okay," <laughs> because she knew that he was trying to put it off. Um, it was. It sounds a little bit like Hitchcock and Tippi done Some of the mm-hmm. things that he did to it, but he. Uh, this so there was a scene filmed where they went through annex um, and the moons. um Different lives, so she's been mm-hmm. reincarnated over and over. And one of the scenes was that she was a Christian thrown to the lions, and he put it in a cage with live lions, and terrifies her. Oh my god! And then didn't use the scene, <laughs>
2: and then left the scene on the. Court. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so bitchy.
3: So many little power games to play with each other. This guy was definitely gay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and she. So one of the one of her famous quotes is uh, she was interviewed later in life about her time in Hollywood and she says, I've got more respect for the whores on 42nd Street than the, than the actresses in Hollywood. She's a bitch. Zita yohan? What a woman.
0: Helen, where have you been? We've been so worried. We've hunted everywhere.
1: In the museum again?
0: Yes. Miller's down in the Arab quarter now.
1: Well, if I must give an explanation, it was stuffy in here. I can't be shut up all the time. And besides, I don't like the feeling that I'm always being watched. I took the dog with me.
0: Oh, where is the dog?
1: He's. He's dead. But how? I don't know. Where? I don't remember. But I can see it now. Standing on poor Wolfram's back. A white cat.
0: A white cat? The Cat Goddess, Bast.
1: Yes, there was a statue of Bast.
0: The Goddess of Evil Sendings. Just what happened? Try to remember, Helen.
1: I don't want to remember. Besides, I don't see that it's any affair of yours.
0: Oh, but it is. We know that you were with Ardeth Bay. Oh, Helen. Helen, I love you. I'm trying to help you, protect you, we all are.
1: Don't let me go again. I'll try to get away, but you mustn't let me. No matter what I do or what I say, there's death there for me, and life for something else inside me that isn't me. But it's alive too and fighting for life. Save me from it,
0: Frank, save me. Oh, everything's going to be all right. Now that you've asked for help, I'll never leave you alone. I'll get Mrs. Miller down here with you, and I'll stay here till the doctor comes. And then, we'll take you to my house. Oh, Helen. It's been such torture. Her acting's really good, isn't it? I think
4: that she she's gives great, expressions, yeah. her face is really expressive. Yeah. And she's like, with her eyebrows and everything, and the faces she's pulled. she pulls. Yeah. It's really good.
3: So she goes down to see him if up, doesn't she? And she, um, I was jealous of his interior decor. in his house.
2: And his little viewing pool. I love that. too. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. It was, it was just a tally. <laughs> I was like, ooh, tasty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 look I him like pushing that. the boats out so just smoking water pool. Did
3: you like the flashback
2: bit? I liked that because when I thought was really clever about it, it kind of felt like they were watching an um, silent film. Well, they made it to look that way. Yeah, so it was like they were watching a silent film because then that was considered the old-fashioned. Yeah. Now... And then he was, like, talking over it and writing the scene. Yeah. And I thought that was really clever. Like, they were, like, looking back at the past of what cinematography was. And then, as that as them looking back, like, we might watch something now. That's in black and white. Yeah. To be old. They were doing it without sound. Yeah. Is that the actual intention? That's that's the intention.
3: That's why the makeup, they they used silent movie makeup and they sped everything up so it would look like a silent film so that was on purpose
2: I wasn't sure if it was me reading into it or if it was a-
3: <laughs> <laughs> no no it's, that's that, that's right I thought there was a, the bit with this, where, they, um, where they bury him hotel and then they kill all the slaves who took it there's a bit with this where the slave gets his spear stuck through him and I thought yeah, that was quite graphic he, yeah he falls over doesn't he with the spear yeah I thought it was actual blood and stuff I thought that was quite and graphic then he at get, the
4: time and then he gets more soldiers to kill the soldiers who just killed the
3: slaves yeah. doesn't he where's well, <laughs> the kill and stop that maybe, yeah there was more soldiers behind those soldiers yeah. who shot them yeah and then, um, randomly, her dog is killed. Yeah, that was
2: sad. You don't say it, do you? You're just there, like, a dog yelp. And... and she said there was a white cat on its back. I love that. and she has the name. And she says, I was taking the dog for a walk. Where is the dog now? It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but it's dead. I remember
3: a white a cat on its back, she says, which is so strange.
2: Um, I think that's something to do with Egyptian law, because obviously cats, cats are, like, are... considered, like, royalty. And yeah. Majestic creatures, so that's yeah. probably
3: something to do with that. But they just haven't fisted it. Yeah, but I'm sure someone says I saw a statue of a white cat when I was around there or something like that, so I wonder whether it was just a man saving a club to the death with a statue. has <laughs> a white cat, doesn't
4: he, with him? He has a white cat. There's a scene where I think it's where he's looking in his pool and
3: there's a white cat in, yeah. in the background. Yeah. When <laughs> <laughs> he's looking in his telly pool. <laughs> So she goes. So I love. So so we get into more Dracula territory when she faints. She's in the bed, and she's trying (laughs) to convince the nurse to leave and all that. That's mean. And Dracula's at the same thing.
4: But doesn't she say a a, a bizarre line of target? Help me get into my negligee.
3: (laughs) Don't you ever need help getting into your negligee? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the fact that she goes into a trance, and goes off to him. And so basically, she ends up kidnapped. But when he does it, he dresses it as an
2: Egyptian princess. I think yeah. that's really romantic. Ah, uh, yeah. And she comes around, and she's sort of like, "Where am I?" And I was like, "More importantly, where did that fabulous headdress come from? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, know, why would you not like, ooh, look at me'?" <laughs>
3: I love that Imhotep took the time to like dress her like that. Yeah. I think yeah. if I'm gonna get kidnapped by an Egyptian, I want him to dress me like that mm-hmm. as
4: well. It was pretty skimpy for romantic days too, like mm-hmm. the costume. Definitely. Dolls. It was practice. before the. It was before the, the haze Code wasn't
3: it? So yeah, do what you want. Yeah, just yeah. I'll put that out there. Actually, Twitter. anyone who wants to kidnap me, make me a love slave, get me some Nefertiti drag, <laughs> and for <I'm all laughs> Yeah, <it>. yeah, t- <laughs> yeah.
2: I think one of the most effective things in on this film is the close-ups of Gala's face, oh yeah, and the makeup and the effect and the way nice. he looks at you. Yeah. That is just something about that, and I love the way they use it constantly, just focusing on him, mm. and then like. This one particular one, where it goes on him, and it's staring at you, and it's quite scary. And his eyes look at it's intense and he slowly fades out as the other scene fades in, and yeah. it's just, it's just so effective. Yeah, got a like, great
3: face. I love the. Uh, I love so she's sort of fighting him off when she realizes what he wants to do to her. Which I need to, I need to clarify because I was a bit confused by this. Did he want to kill her just to bring her back?
2: I think he was gonna stab her, and then that would put the soul of. But isn't she? She was a
4: descendant
2: anyway, wasn't she? Yeah, but maybe just keep her in a trance.
4: Keep her in that costume.
3: (laughs) In that costume.
2: Taken from what I've just watched in this new movie, what they do is that she stabs Tom Cruise to get her boyfriend so into his thing. So he's meant to be like. So it, they so kill like them sacrifice. to resurrect them yeah they do that so, in the Brandon Fraser ones right? yeah they're connected to them but then they put the actual person in by killing them and using that body that's similar to the old body right to put the soul in there's got to be an easier way to do it because he's doing a ritual by her corpse he? yeah. it's in the museum isn't yeah. it
4: so she'll go yeah. simply sucked from yeah. her corpse but doesn't he smash he smashes it doesn't he yeah. he just punches
3: it through yeah. so
0: he's yeah.
4: so he must, must be
0: The ancient rites must be performed over thy body. And then I will read the great spell with which Isis brought Osiris back from the grave. And thou shalt rise again.
1: No. No, I'm alive. I'm young. I won't die. I loved you once. But now you belong with the dead. I am Anxanaman. But I... I'm somebody else, too. I want to live, even in this strange new world.
0: For thy sake, I was buried alive. I ask of thee only a moment of agony. Only so can we be united.
1: The wrath of nature. You shall not plunge my body into that.
0: Let the deed be done.
2: one of my favourite things about the whole Egyptian law that they always do in the Mummy films and even i have seen it a couple of times. I think it's really cool. The way they talk about scratching off the, um, oh, the they, prayers yeah. that guide you through safely yeah. to the afterlife. And they say that it makes you punished not only in this life, but in the next. And I just think that's such a cool law. Like, yeah. they could be that bitchy that we're not even just going to kill you now. We're going to make sure you're eternally damned. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: that, like was hell, what, that was
4: what that was what he did, didn't it? It was um if you wanted to destroy the pharaoh, you destroy his name as well. So right. in a lot of the temples you go to, it's like you know, a hated pharaoh did his name would just be knocked off, so you wouldn't know who it was. Wow. So not only so you cursed in the afterlife as well,
2: essentially. That's really catchy, do you know? Me. That's a better grudge. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So when when she finds out what he wants to do to her, she starts sort of fighting him off. And then one look at his ring and she's like, Do with me what you will <laughs> And yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so You've definitely done that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have the ring. Um, so, yeah. No, that was me note there. I don't get why he has to kill her and bring her back again. Well, can't you just keep it in the trance?
2: I also don't understand how mummifying someone alive works. Like... No, well, it wouldn't really, was it? And your body would also decompose completely. Yeah. Because is- past the point of mummify them is that you took all the organs that way yeah, they can bury you, bits out
4: you pull a hook in the nose and scramble the brain yeah. and pull it all out so and then that stopped
2: them from turning away and that's why they're so well preserved you couldn't really be mummified alive yeah because there'd be nothing left you'd just be you, you just that's just being buried yeah yeah Shh. it's still creepy as well and a horrible image you're ruining it for everyone sorry <laughs> I'm just trying to bring some factual history into God. no mind. but yeah I know what you mean. It just doesn't quite work. But yeah, who cares? I can never look at
3: that. So Jack Pierce is the makeup effects person, isn't he? But um, apparently, it took about eight hours to get um, Boris Karloff into his costume. And then afterwards, this is quite a famous quote afterwards, he said, he, he, Boris Karloff
2: looked down and said, You forgot to give me a fly. <laughs> oh, Awkward. The scene is where she gets dressed up when she's really sick and dying she's like sick and dying and then she gets the woman to like dress her up all pretty just sit on the couch and mm-hmm. be glam like... isn't
3: that what she said get me into my negligence yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very
2: <laughs> Frank's going around quick it's a very weird kind of scene to do like I'm just going to dress up all pretty for no yeah. reason and I don't understand the purpose and then he just, just he takes one look at it that's not like you Stephen no no I don't um, understand
3: the purpose of getting dressed up to just sit there yeah, they do that all the time. <laughs> it's all they ever do. because <laughs>
2: yeah. could take half an hour to go to Tesco's because we need to get the perfect outfit. Well, that's of course. besides the point. Yes, yes.
3: Maybe on yeah. the reincarnation of a long dead Egyptian princess.
2: Obviously, I uh,
3: am. One of the things I thought was cool actually about the, the origins of this film was that um it was inspired by the opening of Tutankhamun's tomb.
4: Yeah, that would have been what was it
3: twenty. Twenty, wasn't yeah, it? 20s. Because when that happened there was the whole myth about there being a curse. Yeah. So uh, apparently myth, um myth I'm totally By that guess myth. Uh so Carl Lamely uh I think it was either Carl Lamely or maybe it was the director, Carl Frund, um they were working I think they were working around that as as um, journalists. Yeah. So yeah. it was one or one or the other. One call or the other call. Um heard about this and got the idea from that, so that's where mm-hmm. it sort of grew from. So you know it did sort of grow from fact. That's cool.
2: Yeah. I think um one thing that's quite weird about this, is that I feel like the mummy is a bit of a wimp. He doesn't like have a fight with anyone or attack anyone. He just or kills, he them, through, them. He just he kills them through his doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's a little
3: bitchy warfare. That, you know? Monsters, I mean, yeah. He was the sort of noble monster, wasn't he, Karloff, whenever he played these things. Even the, even Frankenstein's monster, he was quite sort of... Yeah, he tries to give a humanity. Was I think gentle, that was his strength, I think. He, try, he gives the
4: monsters humanity so, yeah, isn't Cuban, so he cares
2: about them. That's humanity. That's, like, I feel sorry for that character. This character's just, like, uh, I wouldn't beat you in a fight, so I'm just going to curse you from a distance and give you yeah. a little heart attack or something.
3: He's a little bit aloof, isn't he? Doesn't he he's a bit like, not, I'm not going to allow
2: myself to do something like that. Yeah, I'm not going to twitch you. Yeah. He was a pharaoh. Yeah. Like, okay, I, don't, I relate to it. I he's used to have him soldiers do the Dirty work for mm-hmm. him, really. I like when he does do, like, the big curses and that. After he finishes, he, he slumps in, like, a really camp fashion. Like, <sighs> Oh, it's like, you know, awesome. oh,
3: that was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody can't a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, but I do, I do like this film. I think, I think you're right in that you do have to sort of get into it. Yeah. Get into that way of watching these films, because they are quite sort of slow and creaky. Um, but they've just got so much atmosphere. Suppose, uh, Hollywood was still fine in its feet, really, suppose, yeah. wasn't it? There's only
4: films from before... Th- many films from before the 30s that haven't really survived, have rarely survived, after. So mm. it's... The first era where yeah. a lot of stuff has survived.
2: Yeah. 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 I think um, the difference is, I like the fact that she saves herself in the end. It's like, you have all this built up of them finding it and they come and try and collect her from the mummy to save her day, but then they just don't do anything and she does it her all herself. Yeah. She saves the day. She. Was the statue, isn't it?
4: A statue kills them.
2: Yeah. yeah. But you think it was a statue of a woman god as well, so it's still a woman. It's bust isn't it? the statue of Bast I think t- yeah. mm-hmm. sure so you still everything about it was like she saved the day although the mummy just given a, a ridiculous amount of time to summon the god <laughs> that would destroy him didn't yeah. really put up much of a fight once again he did want to break the sweat yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's,
3: there's obviously sequels him. yes there's obviously sequels yes with younger men to play the parts. was he in any of the sequels now no it was Lon Chaney Lon Chaney yeah else.
4: Lon Chaney Jr and I think back to the mummy film that I first remember seeing it was the one where they have to summon them with
3: magic tea leaves. That's the sequel. There's, that's the, uh, There's the mummy's hand, mummy's hand, the mummy's tomb, curse, mummy's curse, the curse the mummy, the mummy's curse. One of yeah. yeah, but I think I think it's the direct sequel to this one. Um, I think it's the mummy's hand.
4: But that's kind of again. That's more like doesn't the mummy come to London or something? It's set in London somewhere, isn't it? Where do yeah. you have to use
3: these tea leaves? And that, that's just Dracula again, isn't it? Yeah, the mummy's hand, nineteen
4: forty. Do you bring him to London and then he's trying to get some woman? So it's like to resurrect it's the same, same
2: shit yeah because I was just thinking because in the new one they bring him to London and there's a whole tying connection to London's history mm-hmm. and then that's how the two come together there's the mummy's with the hands, and then the mummy's ghost that, well, one one well. Well. that sounds
4: redundant <laughs> well yeah well now Since as we started about t- talking about connected universes
2: some of these days that's cross over, didn't it well, that's it. When I looked it up on Wikipedia, it said that the Dark Universe thing is a remake of the classic Universal Monster Universe.
3: There's, there was one. There was House, I think House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula. And there were there were, um, there were a few of them in the same film. Yeah. And the Abbott, Abbott and Costello films as well.
2: Had all, yeah, all of them in. But that's it. This isn't... This is a universe as in... You think of all the Universal movies as a collection, as a sequence, but it's because they're similar and they have same actors maybe in there and stuff like that and they're mm-hmm. made by the same people. But it's not a universe no as, as much as the crossover. They don't set them up just to be that. So exactly. They could have done that with yeah. now. And it would have been okay with that if you didn't try and tie them all together. Yeah. You could have just done we're gonna do all the classic monster films mm. but not have them connected. And I'd be completely fine with it. That's right.
3: Yeah, the House of Frankenstein. So, um, that's got Dracula and Frankenstein, and the I think the Wolfman is in that as well. Is that Bela Lugosi's? Dragon? Well, no, I think it's John Carradine oh. plays Dracula. Um, mm. but it was so random. They all sort of swapped roles. So in House of Frankenstein, Boris Karloff plays the doctor, mm. and then someone else plays the plays the uh, the monster. But then there's another one where Bela Lugosi plays the monster. Yeah. Place Frankenstein's monster. There's so many of them, I can't remember them Um, off, off the top of my head now. They've
4: just re-released all the Universal Legacy collections, haven't they? Have they? Yeah. Because i
3: have yeah. Cause I've got that one, that Blu-ray box set, but I haven't It's got...
4: all It's like all the Mummy films in one set, all the Dracula films in one set. Yeah. I'd like to see them again,
3: definitely. I
2: forgot to mention at the beginning as well, with, um, with the new one, there's the really obnoxious line where they say oh it's just a new world of Gods and Monsters oh that's just and I was just like I don't think he's a cool enough that's to be
3: trying to pull that out who says it is it Russell Crowe
2: yeah and it's just like no nope, no 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 stop it leave
3: so yeah in the House of Frankenstein 1944 so that's Boris Karloff where he plays like a mad doctor and he's got a hunchback um, assistant and they escape hmm. from prison and then basically run into um, the Wolf Man. Dracula and then they create like to, to like run them in the high street like
2: hi thank yeah. <laughs> she's forever girl <laughs> yeah basically
3: yeah um, so that could be seen as a sort of prototype for the new mummy film
2: but then that's after effect like that was after the other ones that already established themselves then he made it yeah that was it probably just
4: because like... they were all mates in Hollywood and thought "Oh, we will be a lot
2: of not and bringing them all together kind of seemed like a fun idea a year later they did it again in the house of
3: Dracula and that's Lon Cheney again as the Wolfman, John Carradine as Dracula, and then the song called Glenn Strange, who played the Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. So the lesson you have learned tonight is don't bother to go and see the new horror, f- the new Mummy film. Go and see Brendan Fraser. When you can see the original Brendan <laughs> Fraser. Or the original Hammer horror with Christopher Lee. Or the actual original, Boris Karloff, 1932. It's, a, it's, one, it's full of atmosphere. It's sort of slow and creaky and... All that, but it's it's
2: still a fun watch if you're in the right frame of mind. I think it'd be nice to sit here and meet like a boyfriend or girlfriend and get underneath a quilt. Yeah. Watch it with a nice little cup of tea. And some yeah.
3: Popcorn, it? Yeah. Halloween night. Wait for Halloween night. Have a Universal Monsters athon. Yeah. Light some candles and watch all of them. What do you think? Are you a fan of Carl the Mummy? Who is your favorite Mummy? Mummy Dearest maybe, John Crawford, um. Get in touch and let us know. You can get me on Twitter at Jenny Larkin. You can get Stephen... At HD99. Cthulhu502. Or hashtag Martin. Hashtag Martin. (laughs) Hashtag Martin. And we'll melt your Twitter down into silver bullets and shoot him with them. (laughs) 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 Finally be gone forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um we thank you so much for tuning in and we love your feedback so do tweet us or email us if you like at scream at gmail.com also check out our blog screamingqueens.com there's a couple of new blogs up there at the moment Stephen wrote a really good one about um what's you write it about Babadook Babadish. Stephen wrote a really good one about the Babadook as a gay icon. Is he or isn't he? Is she or isn't (laughs) she? I wrote a fun little piece about Five Desperate Women, which is like a really trashy TV movie thriller from 1971 starring Stephanie Powers. And it's really, really, it's a really fun dance film. It's only on for like an hour and 10 minutes and it's all on YouTube. The link is on our blog at screamingqueens.com. So look for that there. Um, And we will be back with you in a couple of weeks. And um, we haven't decided what we're going to talk to you about yet, but whatever it is, you'll enjoy And um,
2: we haven't decided we're bringing Martin back yet.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't He's know. Right. I don't know. How many times can you keep bringing him back? <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> we're going to have to sacrifice another <laughs> virgin. Yes, yes, we're running out of virgins. If you're a virgin and you'd like to be sacrificed <laughs> for us to bring Martin Fenity back from the dead, then please tweet us and let us know. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Bye.